At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Thanks for tuning in to Boner Planet Podcast. Watch the full video exclusively on Carbon TV. This show is brought to you by Tinks, Scent Crusher, Camp Chef, and Cat Work Truck. Victory Archery and Thorn Broadheads. Cobra Archery and Shadow Hunter Blinds. Burris Optics and Reveal Cellular Trail Camps. HHA and HHA USA. Additional support by Under Armour and Deer Camp Coffee. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowhunter Planet Podcast. Myself, Tim Mazarana tonight, along with Dave Thomas, as always. And, uh, you know, I'm excited for this conversation, you know, for a long time, Dave, camping has been a big part of my life. You actually got me into it many, many years ago. And, uh, you know, me and my family, we spend many days in a camper throughout the year. And uh, I can't wait to talk to our special, our special guest tonight, David Curtis from NZ Campers. Our, and David, what I wanted to talk to you about tonight is, is kind of just to kick it off here. How did you get started doing this? Because I think this is like the coolest thing to be able to like, I'm just looking online in your campers right now and to see the different campers that you have going on here. It's just one of the coolest things to look at. How did you get into this? So first of all, thanks guys for having me on. It's an awesome opportunity. Um, But yeah, so Honestly, I'm kind of like you. I've got a family. I've got four kids and we love to camp. We love to hunt. We love to fish. We do all that stuff. Um, But for us personally, all the campers that we've had throughout the years just didn't work for us. Um, So two years ago, I guess, yeah, two years ago, it was during COVID. We were locked down. I've always had the idea to build something more personally for us. so had nothing to do since we were locked down. So I went and picked up a used cargo trailer and, and built something out more personal for us. And it was more tailor-made around hunting um, just because that's just kind of what we do primarily. Um, we do a lot of camping too, but just certain things about hunt camp that I wanted our camper to have. And so that's how I built the first one. It was just a personal project of mine, to be honest. And and uh, loved it. We used it for all sorts of different things, just for family weekend stuff, all the way to you know ten day uh, trips in the in the woods, late season hunts, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, had a lot of people interested in 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 it, just from um, you know personal eyes that have seen it and text messages, stuff like that. And uh, got so much interest that my wife kind of convinced me to maybe give it a shot and. Uh, and start a business out of it. So that's really how it started. It was just a personal project. And then it's since turned into a business and it's kind of blown up. It's so cool. So cool. I I was, what I was going to say, we were talking the pre-show is just that I really love um, your, that your hunting heritage comes out in, in this product. I love the fact that this is geared around the outdoorsman and, and you have these different additions that all have something to do with hunting specifically, which I absolutely love. I think that's just, um, not only is it cool, but it, it actually is like such an important thing, uh, to the heritage of hunting all around that a company like yours is actually doing something based around the concept of hunting, because you just don't see that a lot, right? Normally you'll see, Hey, I'll create a camper and I will then market that camper to the hunting community, but I'm not really, you know, going to show off that it's, you know, it got hunting things into it. Right. But yet they can buy it. Right. So I just think that's the coolest thing. So hats off to you for going that route and, uh, you know, going through with what you actually love you and your family love to do. Um, my question is when it comes to the different models is, are these the only three editions available or are people able to get more customized if they wanted to? Yeah. So they're all custom. And back to 
you know, I'm going backward here a little bit, what you mentioned, there really isn't anything like this out there. Um, when I first built mine, I was kind of looking for different ideas and didn't find much, a few, you know, stuff on YouTube and the internet that I found people do themselves, but really nothing that's marketable, um, which kind of shocked me that there wasn't really anything that was tailor-made for, for uh, the hunter. But um, so, yeah, they're all customizable. I basically have three basic uh, models and really it's just to give people an idea of what we can do. Um, but every single one that we, we put out, I'm finishing up one right now. We just finished one last week. They're all different. Um, and so usually we just start off via email or a phone call and I just kind of talk to the client and see what they want, see what they do. Is it more of a family camper? Is it more of a hunting camper? What kind of hunting do you do? What do you want in it? How many you want it to sleep? So at the end of the day, they're all different, but I give people an idea of what it can be, um, what it can look like both inside and out based off what you see online. So what, walk me through, um, I know you can customize them for sure, but what would be different between like the Western big game, the waterfowl and the Eastern whitetail? So the, the Western big game, the biggest difference between that and, and all these campers, they just start with a plane trailer. Um, right. We don't do it from the ground up. They're just um, conversions. We just build out the inside. And so the Western edition is mainly based off of the trailer. Um, this trailer is an off-road trailer. It's got the big 32 inch tires, the torsion axles. So it has a ton of clearance. Um, it's got the roof rack, the generator box up front. And so we buy that trailer as is right here out of Colorado. And so it's just, it's just a better trailer for off-roading, going places that you can't get. Not to say that that kind of country doesn't exist out east, but it's just more prominent out west. So that's really the biggest difference um, um, with the western and the eastern. The eastern, I just call it the eastern because it starts off with the plain Jane highway trailer that you see all the time. It just has the standard uh, leaf spring axles. Um, and then from there, we kind of build it out. So technically, we can do everything everything that we you see in the western edition in an eastern base trailer and vice versa. Uh, now I do offer different things um, that in the eastern, for example, that you wouldn't see in the western, um, you know, like scent-free um, cabinets or, or lockers, storage bin, um, different things like that, that most westerners don't care about as much. Um, but everything's pretty, pretty interchangeable. The waterfowl edition, I haven't even done one of those yet. Um, I've got a few people interested in starting a build. Um, I just threw that out there just because I think there's a market for it. I think it would be a cool um, addition to, to build um, some waiter closets, some decor storage, things of that nature. Uh, maybe a, a canoe rack up top or something like that. Um, so I just kind of threw that out there to see if uh, anyone's interested in, in, in doing a build like that. So, yeah. Well, I think you hit it right on the head with that waterfowl, though, because the first thing that I noticed looking through your pictures um, is the dog kennel, right? That's something that, like, yeah. when I when I purchased my family camper, before I knew you, uh, by the way, but when I purchased my family <laughs> camper, that's one of the things that we that we looked at is we needed that, we, we have to take up floor space, because we do, we travel mm -hmm. with our dog everywhere we go, and we need a kennel for him. Um, you know, if we take off from the camper for a little bit or anything like that, uh, but you have it built right in. And I'm assuming you could do that in any one of them. But that concept around the waterfowl, because, you know, obviously you very well know that you're going to use a dog most times when you're waterfowl hunting, right? To retrieve your birds that you shoot and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I mean, you hit it right out of the park with that one, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. Cool. I, I think I think the main thing that we do differently than any other RV company is that they're all custom. So like you said, the dog kennel is something that you just don't see in anything else. What's nice about our business is we take a blank canvas and we can do anything with it. You, you start with a blank floor 
and we can do whatever you want in it. Um, I've even thought of doing an upland bird camper where you've got multiple, you know, dog kennels in it, um, things of that nature. So the opportunity is really endless. It's you just gotta, you gotta find a way to convert that waterfowl addition into one that floats with like a trolling motor on the back, right? <laughs> and then you can just flip up the side and, you know, shoot the birds out your camper. That'd be great. I think I've seen something like that on TikTok. Yeah. I thought awesome. it was real, but I think I've seen something like that. <laughs> I did a video. I found a video. It was really cool online. I posted on TikTok. They pulled it down. I was kind of disappointed, but basically they, someone took a van, like a, an old-fashioned, those creepy-looking white vans and no windows, they tore off the back doors. They drove it into the water almost all the way. And they took their jet ski and drove it right up into it and then drove out. <laughs> they said dangerous exactly. acts. I'm like, come on. Like, come on. Ridiculous. Uh, Tim, this is interesting because it's funny because I'm looking at this. Um, and a couple of things I noticed is the whitetail is actually the trailer we have. The, I'm sorry, the waterfowl. We have a similar trailer to that. Um, mm -hmm. Similar style, I guess. It, it, ours is just blank. You know, no, no big deal. But um i was thinking about this because tim and i have been through this issue uh this year and that issue is that you know where we're, where we hunt um we don't really have a place to stay so like this idea is like wow i never really thought of that like you can have an actual hunting setup camper that's made for hunting like where i can put my bow on the wall or whatever that's pretty cool you know because i now that i'm thinking about it, i'm like man this this could work where we hunt because you know, we have power, but we don't have, you know, a place to stay. So you have right. these bunk bed. I mean, that's pretty cool. I never even considered it to this point where I, like, wow, that's actually a feasible option, you know, for the hunter. Well, and you, and you get a lot of, you got a lot of people from East going West and West going East. I mean, there's a lot of people in travel hauling their gear in these cargo trailers anyway. So you might as well sleep in the dang thing. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, um, and so it's kind of of a, and we can talk about all, all, all the little things that we do um, within the campers, but you know, it's a place to keep your gear, all your stuff, um, but also a place to crash. And I think that's mainly what hunters care about the most is a place for everything, um, a place to get some rest. We don't really need all the fancy things um, in them. You know, some people do, some people care about the air conditioners and the carpet and the TVs and stuff, but some people don't. And you can add or take away whatever you want with the campers that we build and just do it your way type of type of build. So I had this thought come across my head and I'm looking at this. And when you said custom, like this bell went off in my head, right? I'm like, Whoa, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Just hold on a second. So we've been talking about this project and it's been going on for a couple months, just talking. Right. And we said, man, wouldn't it be cool? to take a trailer, outfit it to be an American archery heritage trailer. So basically people would walk in one end of it, see archery history on the walls and in like showcases and they walk out another end. Like it'd be like they flow. So if you go to like, for instance, we're podcasting live at total archery challenge and we have this trailer that says archery history, you know, bone or plant archery history. You go in, we have, we've been, we've been investing in this classic series where we have all these old bows, older models. And it's like, you could actually outfit the whole trailer with these bows and people could go in and, you know, maybe not pull them, but, you know, look at them, pick them up, blah, blah, blah. Like now I'm thinking I need to come to Colorado. So you and I can custom make this thing. Cause like, that would be sick. <laughs> there you go. Anything's possible, man. I know. I'm looking at some of the woods you're using in some of these pictures. I'm thinking, wow, this could be really something. You could really come to put yeah. something together on this. I try and keep that like kind of woodsy cabiny feel to it. And that's another thing. Nothing against a lot of the RVs these days, but they're kind of, I don't know, they're built to be as light as possible. And I keep that in mind too. But I, more importantly, I want it to last, you know, yeah. um, something that's going to be durable. Um, so I keep that in mind as much as possible. But yeah, so many people travel these days to different shows and sh shoots and, and things of that nature. Um, I get a lot of businesses actually <laughs> calling me about doing their own uh, yeah. uh, custom bill to take to these shows and, and stuff like that. So yeah, we do decals. I'm working with the wrap guy to do different wraps and, yeah, and cool. things like that. So it, it's fun, man. I, I'm, I'm having a blast doing it. 
Yeah, What's your favorite part about it? Do you like the design side or the build side better? Um, gosh, both can be fun, but both can be a headache at the same time. You know, taking pen to paper first is it, it, probably the most exciting um, just to see what's possible. Um, and then when you actually start getting into it, you got to jump through a lot of hoops to, to make it happen and, and make things fit the way you want it to fit. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think what I find most enjoyable is that finished product to, to see it all come together. Like, wow, I, I didn't think this was going to be possible to make this work or make this fit here in this spot. And, and seeing that final product is, is, is the coolest part. Dave, I'm, I'm not, I'm not able to share my screen, but uh, I'm wondering if you can share your screen on the website just to show some of our viewers what these things look like, because the more he's talking about it, um, you really got to see it. I mean, that log cabin feel, that finished look feel, I mean, it really is so cool to, to kind of click through and see the different additions and the ideas. And like you said, I mean, these are just some of the ideas that you could do. It's a blank canvas, right? So if I wanted a fully pink cat, you know, fully pink cabin on the inside, they'll make that for me. Oh yeah. You get to choose your own colors <laughs> you get to do however you want it. <laughs> we can do, we can do whatever you want. I love Hot it. pink, fluorescent pink. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So one thing I saw in these pictures, so there's a section like right on, I think it's the next photo, Dave where under the sink on the right hand side there's like those pipes that are at an angle what is that mm -hmm. take a wild guess i get about 50 percent of the people knowing what that is this right here is it is it i'm gonna i i don't know for sure but is it storage for something specific those guns uh i get about 25 percent of the people thinking it's some kind of rod holder which is not it's a boot dryer um a boot? Oh. no way that's cool that's a great yeah, idea I mean, for some people that's important for the others it's not as important for me it was just because spending 10 days in in colorado or whatever you're gonna run into rain snow um and instead of carrying four pairs of boots with you now i just carry two and if one gets wet i leave them on the boot dryer all day and wear the other pair and it no, that's great. a great idea. I was originally going to say that you were building an organ, like a pipe organ in there. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that, doesn't it? Do these uh, bunk beds go up against the wall? Yeah, so those bunk beds uh, will fold uh, both. The top one will fold down, the bottom one will fold up, so they look like they're sandwiched together. So when it's, you're in travel, you have all that floor space front to back, side to side, so you can fit a couple of ATVs or side wow. by side in there. Uh, then with that top bunk down, it'll look like a couch. So you could just use it as seating. Um, you could fold just two up on one side and leave the other one, other ones against the wall. Uh, you can have Jeez. all four up. You can put just the two on the bottom oh, down or just the two up top. Oh, there you go. Yep. Wow. That's um, cool. Yeah. I mean, for hunters, like I said, the, the storage is the biggest issue that's the issue we had with all of our campers just not a, having the the space to throw all of our bins and gear in there um right and not to mention not to mention like having to clean the dang thing at the end of a trip so i wanted something that was durable with the rubber flooring you know mine at the end of a trip i just hose it out you know i jack up the front end and just run the hose in there and it's easy to clean so it just built more for the outdoorsman in mind yeah that's cool now, if someone calls you and they say, hey, you know, I want one for archery, for hunting, you know, specifically, I want bow holders, things like that. Is that, you already kind of know what you're going to do in that scenario, mentally, I mean? Yeah, so we'll talk through it. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like in, in that um, camper there, the one with the green, um, there's some big oversized cabinets above the cooler there that's about four and a half inches or four and a half feet wide and about two feet deep. So it's large enough for bows or rifles. Um, if bow storage isn't as important, then we can, um, you know, make them cabinets a little bit smaller so it's not quite as deep. So you have more floor space. It just depends on what you want, what each person wants in it. But yeah, um, 
I haven't really crossed a, I haven't really crossed a problem that's not uh, manageable to work around. Um, yeah, that's yeah. cool. That is really cool. How does this work? Hold on a minute. Let me see something real quick. This right here, is this a window door or something? Is that like open now to the outside? Yeah, so that's the off-road uh, trailer that, that we, that we um, work with in the Western Big Game Edition. And it's just an oversized uh, window. Um, all of our campers have those um, for this off-road trailer or the standard trailer um, just for secondary means of escape. And that's a oh. huge window. That's kind of like a little awning that you can use um, just for entertainment. Um, that's pretty cool. cool. Um, that trailer as well has the the jacks in the back, so you can use that ramp door as a deck. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it looks like a deck of some sort. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. But we have a whole bunch of different features and add-ons um, that you can see on our website. We have. A full list of add-ons if anyone's interested they just send us an email and i'll i'll send a whole list of different things that we can do and we're also open to different ideas um you know the, like i said the opportunity is endless and i still haven't thought of anything so i'm always open to hear different uh different ideas from people so i know i know you have one yourself right because they're yours you build them yep <laughs> what, what what's yours like what's your own personal one like so mine, compared to what we've done over the last year, is pretty ancient. But I've kept it the same just because it's the original one. Um, it's still the same concept. It's got the foldable bunks, the boot dryer. I don't have a stove in mine. I just have a countertop space. I carry a little Coleman stove with me that I can pop out on the top um, to use for whatever. Um, but we're pretty minimal. We don't need anything too fancy. Um, it's got... Uh, you know, rifle storage um, racks up top. It's got plenty of space for um, clothing and stuff like that um, for all of our kids and whatnot. Um, mine has solar up top. It's got big lithium batteries. That was important to me to be able to stay out there for a lot of days without having to charge batteries. Um, but they all come with, you know, shore power plugins. So you can plug in a generator if, if you want to. Um, but yeah, you know, mine's the same concept, just not quite as, uh, as uh, I don't know, fancy, I guess. It's the OG, right? <laughs> That's right. I got to keep it the same. <laughs> I love it. Um, talk to me about heat, because one of the things I love to do is cold weather camping, right? I love cold weather camping, but I also love cold weather camping when I can click on that heater and, and heat up my camper. What kind of heating source yep. do, you, do you use in this? So they all come standard with a, let's see, I believe it's that 12,000 BTU uh, forced air heater. Um, I've been using the Propex heat system. They originated out of the UK now. They're all over the US. Um, but they're nice heaters. I, I store them way down inside of the cabinet, inside of the, the toe kick. All of our cabinets we built in-house. Um, you know, to fit the camper just precisely. And uh, I integrate the heat system inside of there. So it's quiet, you can't see it. It's not in the way, um, but still accessible. Um, and it cranks, man. Um, it warms up that camper pretty quick. Um, all of our campers are insulated, uh, one inch rigid foam awesome. in the walls, inch and a half in the ceiling, um, plus the wall panels and that, that wood that we use, the tongue and groove up top, it holds the heat pretty well. I've used my camper in minus 10, minus 20, um, late season Colorado and slept just fine. So, um, That's awesome. yeah, it stays warm. Really we good. could do air conditioners. Um, we could do 12 volt coolers. Um, we can do ice coolers, um, all kinds of different add-ons. All right, so here's one for you. I want I want to know what your solution would be. Hunting with a bunch of buddies, and then there's that one buddy that snores like crazy. Could we build like a soundproof box around them? <laughs> Earplugs. Dang, that's got a solution. That's a good solution. You know, like three years ago, I want to say three, four years ago, I had a buddy. 
Um, so well, he wasn't really a buddy. He is a buddy now, but at the time I just met him. Um, I didn't know, know that he snored that bad. And ever since then, I've always carried a whole box of them. You know, those earplugs that you just stick in your ears. Yeah, the phone in my ones, camper yep. for that, for that, for that reason. And you surprisingly sleep very well with them things because you can't hear anything. Yep, Sometimes that's, I just uh, put them in just because, <laughs> just because I want to sleep better. No, that's a hunt camp staple uh, up north. Um, people say that I've snore. I've never heard myself snore. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> Um, but I, I hear everybody else snore and I'm that guy, like, cause up there. So where, where one of my hunt camps is no electricity. It's all, you know, Amish kind of propane lighting and all that kind of stuff. So there's, I, I love to sleep with a fan on. That's just me. I always have my kind of my whole life. So no white noise. So when you're sitting there and you're hearing that snoring, I mean, I've had some horrible nights there until I found those earplugs and, uh, that just, I mean, that solved the whole problem. You're absolutely right about that. <laughs> See, you need, a, you need to get yourself an ANSI camper so you could just run that boot dryer all night. That's some perfect white noise there for you. <laughs> that's a great idea. No, that's that's perfect, actually. That little bit of white noise and I can sleep like a baby. So I absolutely love it. So I'm just, uh, I'm just going through your Instagram. Just I see you got the kid, put the kids to work here, a couple of these pictures. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's a family-owned business, and we keep it that way. <laughs> how many campers you guys work on at one time generally? Like a few, or how's that, how's that work? Um, yeah, two or three. This past couple months, we had, I think, five of them at one time. Now we're down to two, and one's going off on Friday, so. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. I, I, you know, I saw this. Look like you guys at a booth here. Uh, I don't know where this booth is at, though, but is this the National Turkey Federation or something? Yeah, yeah, Nashville. We're there in what February is that? Oh, right. I got a. I see your hat selection, and I'm very in, in uh, very interested. Yeah, <laughs> hats you look one. awesome. Yeah, yeah, good job on those. Very yeah, well done. Yeah, send me your your address. I'll send you one. Yeah, those are. I mean, those are sick. Honestly, um, yeah, I was just looking through. I always go through the Instagrams to see what maybe there's some good topics in here because there's so much stuff, man. There's so now when you comes to the woods themselves. I noticed in one of these photos, you had like a darker wood on the floor, on the sides. Is that like a, is that like a, what kind of oak? Is that like ochre? That's not oak, I don't think. So on the walls, I use panels, um, panel board. And I've used three different, um, I don't know, prints. Um, on the ceiling, we go with um, tongue and groove pine. Um, I like there's a there's a balance between um weight and look. Oh. and so if you go too much wood it's just too heavy um got it and so we go with the wall panel um on the walls and that's just a like a dark oak look and then uh, usually go with that real wood up top i like going with the real wood up top just because most of your heat is lost through the ceiling mm, smart. and so that uh natural wood up top just holds the heat better and it with that they're five and a half five and a half inch um tongue and groove planks so you can go with any kind of concave ceiling flat ceiling it kind of just works with any kind of trailer um but on the walls it's just uh wood panels yeah that's so how, cool how much do what, what kind of range weight wise are we looking at with these things yeah so fully built out um let's just go with a seven by 18 well, let's go on eight and a half by 18 trailer which is a pretty standard like a uh, car hauler trailer a steel trailer like that would um off the lot is usually around 3500 pounds somewhere in there fully built out you're talking another 1500 to 2000 pounds so you're looking at about 5500 pounds for eight and a half by um 18 which isn't bad no um, that's not bad at all no that's super towable is that with your gear or without we the just, gear? Without the gear. So if you well, how much how much weight would you think gear would be generally? I mean this is a general question. Thousand pounds? All your guns, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, gun, okay, so how, safe how, heavy, and all? how heavy is a four wheeler? I don't know the answer. I'm just wondering. Do we know? Anybody About know? About five hundred pounds. All right, so let's say we throw a four wheeler in there. We got two guns per guy, two guys, four guns. 
guns aren't that heavy, but whatever. Some pistols, a couple bows, yeah, some clothing. Six to seven. It's not going to be overwhelming. Not now with a now with a V eight truck like mine. I think we're good, Tim. <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I was going to say. I mean, it's not really until you get up into like the seventy five hundred range that you're really going to run into issues with you know, truck size and what the towability is with it. Um, yeah, you're right. It's a good point. Yeah. You know, you can always, you can always use load levelers and sway bars and all that kind of stuff if you had a need for it, but yep. these are all dual axle anyway. Right. So, I mean, that's oh, not, yeah. that, that's that I, I'm surprised that you said it's that, that light built out. Um, I, I would have figured with the wood and everything like that, it would have been thousand pounds or more than what you said. And that that's super towable. I mean, yeah, you can fit awesome. a lot of stuff in there. I mean, especially if you're talking about a car, a car, um, uh, a car trailer. I mean, what are those things rated for? Probably ten thousand pounds. So, I mean, you got a lot of gross uh, weight there, right? Yeah, eleven fifty five hundred pound axle. So wow. eleven yeah. um, gross. Yep. So you got a lot. You got a lot yeah, of room those... before the trailer can't handle it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just a matter there's of the truck at that of... point. Still plenty uh, of rating there to to load it up. But like I said, there's a there's a balance between durability and and weight, and we keep that in mind. So all of our cabinets, like I said, we we do them in house, and we use half inch, you know, maple ply, so it's strong uh, plywood. But you know that half inch material isn't super heavy. Um, but everything is screwed down and glued, so it's not not going anywhere. Yeah. It's, it's built it. better than my camper. I tell you that right now, <laughs> dude, I bought, I bought a brand new camper last year or two years ago, 2001. I think it's a, what is it, Tim? A, um, shoot. Forest tracer? river. It's a forest river tracer. I'll whatever, but man, I tell you what, like uh, the layout, I like the layout, but I feel like these camper companies, like they're just so cheap on how they slap crap together. And it's very, annoying right because i feel like i paid a lot of money for that camper it was like thirty thousand dollars and like they use the cheapest of everything and not just that the build quality is terrible like there'll be like glue everywhere you know or like things that aren't really finished and it's just like what the hell is going on here you know what i mean like you would think i i guess i guess if i'm a company i would i would want the highest quality you know product to hit the market right i, I don't want to sell a car if i own a car company that just has all these gaps and broken issues i just think it's the weirdest thing that they would sell something like that you know it's just so bad yeah i mean i get it especially this time you know this day and age everyone wants to get out i mean you can't keep campers on the lot they're selling them left and right so the right. goal is to pump out as many as you can i i guess but it's going to come at an expense and like i said yeah. a lot of them and like you said they're just cheaply made um but from the get get go that's something that i wanted to keep in the business um is to have a quality product over you know yeah quantity. Sure. so right now it's taken me a couple months to get one um built out um i'd love to do more than that but that's all we can do with the workforce that we have and uh you know the space that we have and so you is know, that general just, your general lead times like a couple months or how 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 right now like if if I bought one right now today I called you and said hey here's the money go build it how long would it take you think so it takes about two months to put together but right now we've got two in front of us um so you're looking at four months out so it'd be another five to six depending on I'm looking to get hire some more help here soon so you know five months maybe six um. That's yeah, better than some of the big manufacturers. I was gonna say I don't know. I don't know if that's even any different than. No. I, what is it faster if I send Tim there to help build it? And he nope. knows nothing about hey. carpentry. <laughs> I'll, I'll take. Hey, I'll teach it. <laughs> there we go. Okay, you got that. I, I there, like that. Is there idea. any hunting that comes with? I this? like that idea. <laughs> so seriously though, on a different know. note, what about you as far as hunting goes? Like, what do you got going this year? Do you have anything planned? Are you a bow hunter, gun hunter? Like, what what kind of stuff do you like to do? Oh man, everything. I'll, I'll hunt with the spear if they, if they let me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, I, I don't quite know what my fall looks like yet, just because I'm still waiting on some draw results. Um, my daughter turned 12 this year, so she'll be hunting big games. So a lot of my fall will revolve around what she draws. Um, 
We'll probably do some over-the-counter stuff for sure um, here in Colorado. Um, I was hoping for New Mexico, huh? but that fell through. I got Spring Bear next week in Montana coming up. Um, I'm actually delivering a camper out there. Um, I've been nice. going to stay a week and, and hunt bear. Um, so yeah, but you know, like I said, I hunt everything. As soon as the archery opens up, I'll probably I, I've drawn a uh, an archery antelope tag for the last four or five years. Um, so I'll probably be doing that again. Um, over the counter archery elk again. I've, I'm sure of it. Um, and then some rifle deer and and elk with my daughter all all fall and uh maybe some later season whitetail hunt out east summer i'm not quite sure yet but it's I, just well now we know why there, there's a so hunt, i'll be doing it well no <laughs> i think i figured out the real reason why you started this is that so that you can meet all the different kinds of hunters out there and see if you can go hunt their property. Deliver it. Yeah, deliver it. Deliver yeah, it. Yeah, I'll deliver it. I'll deliver it. But no, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. What, what's your boat what using right now? Cost. Say that again. So I've got. It's all in the cost. <laughs> you know, I, I'll tell you what. I, I'm enjoying doing, you know, all these bills. But I'm, what I'm loving the most is just meeting people all over the place. Talking to you guys, you know. Next week, I don't know if you know Ryan Lampers, um, Stealthy Hunter, um, you know, Brian Call, Grady Hunter. Um, that's who I'm doing this this camper for. So I'll be cool. hanging out with him for a little bit um, cool. next week, just meeting people. Um, you know, we spent, we did a couple trips out east last year because of the business. So just meeting people, the relationships, that's honestly what I'm enjoying, yeah, enjoying cool. the most. I love hunting. Um, I love the community um, and, you know, we're created to have relationship with one another. And, you know, at the end of the day, our business model is to add value to people. And whether that's through a camper so they can get outside and enjoy the outdoors, or if it's just through relationship, um, just, you know, that's what I'm, I'm loving the most. Um, about this business i love the community yeah it's, uh, been... it's a camping is a it is an amazing community um it has definitely brought my family closer being able to spend that time you know together and, and all that stuff but it's it's brought you know dave and my family closer together i think what dave is it next month um we're going to total archery chan challenge and that's what we're doing we decided you know, why, why just go us, Dave, I, and, and, and our other uh, partner, Jamie, why don't we just make it a camping weekend? Why don't we take the whole family? Why don't we hang out? And uh, it's, it's such a joy, man. And, and that's a, like, I, I preach camping all the time, all the time, all the time, because it has brought just such a different dynamic to my family in regards to, you know, I, I work all, I work day job. My wife works a day job. We live in the suburbs of Detroit. We got, you know, so you got all that busyness going on with the kids and all that kind of stuff. And it's just such an amazing experience to put that all aside, leave it behind and just go and relax and just purely relax somewhere. Right. Yeah. And I met, and I, I, I know I made the joke earlier about, you know, I, I go away to get it, you know, I go camping to get away from people, but it, the honest truth is I've met some of the coolest people and, and some lifelong friends at campgrounds that I never would have met without going. Right. So in, mm -hmm. it's just, it is, it, it's, it's a, it's an amazing lifestyle to be able to really just unplug and relax sometimes. Yeah. There's something powerful about being outside away from the city, away from the hustle bustle and sometimes even away from people um there's something powerful about and about that and hunters will will know this when they're out whether in a tree stand or up on a mountaintop glass and you know a sheep or a mountain goat or whatever there's there's something powerful about that and not just that but the entire experience the entire week of chasing animals and and 
packing meat on your back and and you know doing that with with people that that you love and, and meeting new people and there's just something powerful about being outside um i love it my family loves it you know like i said we do a lot of that stuff together and i want nothing more than for other people to experience yeah. that very same thing that i've experienced yeah and you're and in a way you're bringing home to them because I, I know when i go camping like when we go in our camper it feels like home right i mean it's ours it's something that that we own something that we you know we we put our dishes in there you know we stock that we, we stock it like a second i call it my single wife that that's its nickname because that it, that's what it is it's a second home for us it just happens to be on wheels and it's so cool that I'm sure you've gotten a ton of amazing feedback from the people that, you know, I purchased these from you, but it's, it's just such an amazing thing to have had to, to go out. And I can't imagine, cause I, I really haven't done a lot of hunting and camping, but to go out camping for a day and be gone all day, but then go back to somewhere where you're comfortable, right. Somewhere where you can call your home. And I think that's such an amazing thing. Yeah, that's cool. So Dave, I didn't hear you say it. So what, what bow are you using this year? So I'm not partial to anyone. First off, um, I'm shooting both a bear and a hort this year. I'm going to try them both out. Um, I just picked up the Venom Pro 33. Um, nice. I've got a super long draw. I'm only 5'10", but I've got a 6'5 wingspan. And uh, so my buddy who works for Hort convinced me to give that that um, Venom a try. I haven't shot it yet because I'm still waiting on a sight. Um, for now, I'm still flinging arrows of my old bear bow. Um, but yeah, I'm excited about the, this year. Um, it'll be fun. My son, he's 11. He turns 12 next year, so he'll be able to to hunt big gang next year. And he's been shooting his little little bear bow for the last year and a half. Um, so he'll be out there shooting with me all, all summer. It's awesome. Very yeah. Cool. It's a, both great bows. Uh, we shoot a lot of bows around here. Obviously, uh, Hoyt is definitely one of those bows that are awesome. Bears done a great job as well. I think you'll find the, the bows are completely different. So it'd be an interesting take to hear your thoughts on what you think about them at, when you're done at, towards the end of the year. But, um, yeah, yeah. That Ventum, Ventum Pro is a beautiful bow. And in fact, they added a new grip this year to their bows, and it's it's a really nice grip on that bow. But that being said, it's kind of funny because Hoyt and Bear both added new grips to their bows this year. And Hoyt added their grip, and Bear added called the Grizz Grip on their new refined EKO. So both companies had launched a new grip. I thought that was the coolest thing. But I'll tell you one thing. The, the white one's really nice. It's got like an indentation and it's, you know, got a little bit of rubberized to it. It's a very nice, nice grip. Yeah, it feels good. You know, I, I shot it just a couple of times at the bow shop. And that's about it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait to get out there and start flinging some arrows. So are you generally, uh, what's your general shots where you're at? Are you like 60 yards plus or what would be normal, I guess? Um, well, it depends on the hunt and the animal and all that, like, you know, um, but for me, you know, I feel comfortable up to maybe 70 tops. Um, I don't prefer it, but um, that's where I practice. Um, I love spot and stock antelope. And so with that said, to get, you know, under, you know, 30, 40 yards to a little tiny antelope um is hard to do and so i'm constantly practicing those long shots um for that reason last year i took a doe at 61 yards um and uh right in the heart it was such a wow lucky what shot. broadhead was that um uh, it was the three blade fixed um the what is it the muzzy i guess um What's the name of that? Uh, the muzzy, three bead fix. Uh, yeah, is it a um, is it come apart or is it a solid one piece? One piece. Is it called the muzzy one? I think CNC so. CNC machine one it. piece. It looks like a Montag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That thing's yeah. bad bones. I killed two deer with that muzzy one. It's a nice, nice head. In fact, I hadn't yeah. shot a deer with the Montec in a long time. And the reason I said that is Montec and muzzy have, those are pretty much the, not the same, but they're same concept. One piece CNC machined. Um, obviously Montec was around first with that, but so muzzy brought out the one. I killed a couple deer with it. It's unbelievable. So the la- this year I'm going out and I decided I was going to try the new Montec M3 because same concept, but a little bit different. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to try the G5 version because it's been a long time since I killed a deer with that. But yeah, that Muzzy 1 does a great job as well. So that, that's a great head, definitely. I saw that new Montec um, <clears throat> the other day. Um, they look slick. It's pretty powerful. I shot it through metal on our TikTok page. You can watch it. It actually smoked the metal right through it. And it leaves a huge hole. Is that- so go ahead. Is that the standard stainless or is that the uh, carbon, they call it like the carbon stainless or something like that? I think it was the carbon stainless M3, it's called. Um, but I also okay, shot yeah. a broadhead called the Annihilator. I don't know if you've heard of this one, but I don't know how good it'll be at distance. Like I haven't shot it yet at like 60 yards, but at 20 yards through the metal, it was like one of the biggest holes I've ever seen. Like it literally punched a hole that you could like, I can't even explain it. Like it's probably as big as my eye. Like I could probably get down and look right through it like this, you know, it was like literally a huge hole. I was like, wow. So I don't know what it would do to a deer just yet, but I got some work to do to figure that out. But we do a lot of broadhead testing. That's one of the fun things we do here. Companies send us broadheads all the time, like packs, you know? Yeah. And so, which is fun. Cause I always get to break things with them. Right. Just so I'll take it and I'll shoot it through a piece of thin metal and through wood at the same time, a thin piece of metal, thin piece of wood, and then into a target. And one of the things I look for is like, I shoot straight on shots. So like, does it go right through or does it hit and do something weird funky? So once in a while, one will do something funky and go left or right. Or <laughs> I had one the other day, I shot it, the whole arrow exploded. Like it hit and like all of a sudden, like just all these things went everywhere. I'm like, what the hell? It was cool though to see it, you know, it's like a lot of fun to play with it. But, and then the second shot, I reshot it. Cause I'm like, I don't know what happened, you know? Second shot right through it, no problem. So I had no idea what the heck happened in that first one. I was like, but that was cool to watch. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't dab- dabbled into the uh, the arrow and broadhead uh, <laughs> rabbit hole yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I like, I mean, to me, it's just like whatever's been working. And if it's consistent, then I'm just going to shoot that. Yeah. Um, that's not man, that's, that's the right to- way to think. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, I think Anytime you need to come here. One you thing, shoot it all here. Oh, I'd love to. We have it all here. It's next, crazy. Next time I'm in your your area. I'll... If you're in Michigan, Detroit area, let me oh, know. Because sure. I have all the bows too. So we have the the Carbon RX7 from Hoyt, which is phenomenal. Like I, I mean, if someone said to me, "Hey, you got to pick one of these bows to keep," I'd probably keep that bow. It's pretty badass. Not gonna lie. Um, very expensive, but a very very nice bow. Um, the other one to check out is the Botox. Obviously, they have a couple great models that I've been very happy with. Uh, for you and what you're doing out there, you probably want like SR350 um, based on like distance and things like that. I use the CP28 here. The Solution SS is a great bow. Uh, the Elite Envision is a great bow. If you haven't shot that, that's you're missing out. There's something special about that bow, and it's it's very, very smooth bow. Um there's just a lot of great bows. APA archery. You probably never shot one of those, the Canadian bows. They're so, so sweet, mm-hmm. powerful. You know, they have single, they have this um, dual limbs, not quad limbs. So they, they kept that idea of dual limbs. We just had Nabal on the other day on the show here, uh, APA's president. And we talked to him about that. Cause we just said, it's interesting. Cause you guys held to this two limb process, right? Whereas every other company went to this split limb and wider limb pockets right but what did that do and we talked about that well it made the bow heavier it maybe it's more stable you know maybe to the plus side of the, of the quad but it made it heavier it made it wider so it took away these two things that what his bows can do they can't now which is a very thin narrow bow small compact bow ton of power i mean let's be honest they all have these single limbs right all of them every, you know from the very beginning every matthews is z3 z7 here the botex the I have them all over here, all the old ones. So I don't know. I love the bow stuff. It's so interesting to me, the design changes over the years. And then when you get into today's modern bows and you, you look at like the new bears and the new, I just love it. Cause I feel like what has happened is 
you have this this middle ground which bear archery dominates they just literally dominate the middle ground like 400 bucks to 9.99 but anything over that they don't have and then all of a sudden that gets dominated by matthews Botech, and hoyt and you know and then from there you have some you don't have really nothing below the bear line you have diamond who fits in there a little bit and then you have which diamond does very well not taking anything away from them they, they make a lot of money on those bows the edge and all that and then above that you have the hoyt the hoy carbon the pse carbon there's not very much in that carbon space you know so it's it's just interesting to me it's just a, a lot of big gaps and if you were to ask those companies just like if i asked you who your competitors are they all say different companies that you would never think like prime thinks mm-hmm. that their main competitor is matthews they can care less about all the other ones that's the only one they look at is matthews whereas like why not Botech, right why not hoy why not there are comp- you know people who might want to shoot a prime that didn't shoot a prime right so it's different ways to look at it you know it's pretty interesting yeah the technology these days too it's like Whoa. the littlest things will 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 change from year to year i like to race mountain bikes too and it's the same way it's like the littlest thing from year to year but people care so much about those marginal gains that it's worth coming out with a model year after year yep. after year just yep. because of that small little change yeah, and people yep. buy them, right? That's that's the thing. So you know, oh, Z, yeah. uh, Matthew Z three Z was it the Z uh, Z three or V three and V three X literally changed two things on the bow, but yet people went nuts buying them. You know what I mean? And it wasn't even that big of a change. Uh-huh. They added the bridge lock, you know, riser or whatever, so you could shoot the 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 sight through it now. But really, is that that big of a deal? I mean, not really. I mean, for the last. 30, 40 years, we've been using a sight on the side of the bow, right? So it wasn't that big of a deal, but yet their crowd went nuts for it, right? And I have it. They sent it to us. It's great. It's a nice bow, but there's nothing wrong with it. It's a very nice shooting bow. But my point is, it was something so simple of a change, but yet all their crowd went nuts to get it, you know, and spend all the extra money when really it was just, they could have just saved their money to the next model, you know? Crazy. That's like the iPhone. You got to have it. Good point. That's it. That's it. All right, Dave. Well, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. It's really fun talking campers again. You know, we just, we're, we're big camper gurus here. We love camping. We love getting outdoors, fishing, hiking, all that stuff. And uh, so having you on was really special because it's just nice to talk about bringing camping into the hunting segment and then how that intermeshes. And I think you're doing a great job. What you guys are working on is phenomenal in my opinion. And it really hits it really yeah. hits it you know honey right in the mark with the heritage so thank you for doing that and uh keep up the great work man hey, i appreciate it guys thanks for having me all right we'll see you guys next time on the Bowler plant podcast thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll put all the links below uh and you can check it out when you guys get them in so thank you for watching we'll see you next time as usual thank you guys so much for tuning into the bow under planet podcast your support is so appreciated if you love archery and bow hunting make sure you subscribe and follow us on social media as we have a lot more great content to share we'll see you soon at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices by developing better technologies we keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.